Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast, brought to you tonight by Mendocino Farms. Hey, Cam. Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, me right? too, with yeah. Leslie Nichol. I know. I can't wait to meet her. Me yeah. too. <laughs> She's amazing. I know. I know. I've, I've, I mean, I was, to say I was a super fan of, of Downton Abbey is like, anyway. Are you a super, super, super I'm fan? I'm super, super like fan. Soups. Yeah. Tell me about you. What have you been doing? Well, actually, I just went to Eat, See, Hear. Oh, I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it addresses all the senses. Amazing food, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Delicious food, uh-huh. del- delicious music. Uh-huh. Delicious music, I sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, delicious food. You yeah. know, What'd I you had eat? French fries <gasps> with garlic on them. Which French fries is not your normal thing. No, so it's you're not. You're like a bit of a healthy, healthy health. I'm, yeah. I'm a health nut. <laughs> yeah. But I went on like a limb. And, right, and ate some French and fries. And I ate some French fries, <laughs> and they were crisp and delicious, and oh. they melted in your mouth. Yeah. And I ate them as I was dancing. Wow, that was a big night for you. I was amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. It was so delicious. Yeah. Fun. I know. I love it. I love it too. Yeah, yay. How old were you when you moved to LA? In my late 50s. Did you know anyone here? Yes. Where did you live when you first got to LA? Coldwater Canyon. Mm-hmm. What was your first job in LA? An episode of Hot in Cleveland. Oh, I love that show. Um, How many years when you were in London did it take you to get your first job in the industry? Like, how many years did you pound the pavement before you got your first gig? It was a couple of months. I was lucky. Wow, look at you. And um, you live in L.A. now, right? I do. And, And how long did it take before you started to feel like L.A. was home? It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> we hear that. <laughs> we hear that. Um, and if you had to sum up L.A. in one word, what would that word be? Um, unpredictable. Oh, it is unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. Yeah. I've had a very unpredictable day, so I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, we're so excited that you're here. Thank, thank you. you for oh, being yeah. here. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for all for coming out. I know we're doing we're doing it live with tonight. People. We have a yes. live podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. Friendly people. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of great energy in there the is. room. We're there so is. excited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been really, really looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun to be sitting up here with you finally. Yeah, um, I'd I'd love to start it off with just kind of that one question. I think every actor thinks about is what's that one moment that you had where you knew, I want to be an actor? Oh, easy. I think a lot of people um, have a similar kind of start. Mm -hmm. It was at school. I was 11. I was very, very shy. I mean, pathetically shy. Um, Socially terrified. Um, It was torture, really, being in in this situation. I mean, the fact that I'm doing this now, I have to do (laughs) this sometimes, because that little 11-year-old will be under there. Um, And I was given a, a comedy poem to to read at a, at a concert. And my dad sat in the audience like this, going, Jesus, it's going to go so wrong. Because <laughs> why would you do that to me? You know, stick me up there. Yeah. But it was funny, and I got laughs. Um, and we all know that, if you have that. Yeah. You go, oh, hello, I like that. <laughs> and that was, there was no way back from that. Wow. Because I, I f- suddenly felt I had some power. Um, yeah. a little bit, I suppose. That's yeah. amazing. And it was, well, you know, you, you all know, if you've, if you've 
been on stage and had that, um, it's addictive. Yeah. And I just went, well, I want more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 11. And then I realised being somebody else was safer, much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you I have, think lots of actors feel some, like that. I was going to say, so many actors talk about that thing where they, they're, they're terrified to speak in public. Yeah. But acting, they don't necessarily have that well, same... Yeah, yeah, there is a kind of... Yeah, it gives you yeah. license to be somebody else. Yeah. Which suddenly becomes much easier than the, the one that, you, that was you yeah. that was struggling so hard. Yeah. So did you find from that moment on you didn't really have stage fright? Or did you still... Oh, no, I wouldn't say that. I have had stage fright. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but I mean, as a kid, you tend to just get on and do it and love it, don't you? So mm -hmm. I didn't have it as a child. Um, but I did, I, as I grew older, I, I went through a couple of diversions where I thought I'd like to be a nurse, but actually it was the uniform. It was <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of really want, I went way off piste and wanted to be a flight attendant, but you had to be five foot ten, uh -huh. and I'm five foot one and a half, and it was the uniform. It yeah. was, that's what it was. So I realised, uh, I like dressing up, is what it is. <laughs> and actually, as a lot of actors, similarly, it was the best thing, I, I was best at that. Mm. It was the only thing I could shine in any way at. Uh -huh. So that, that gets to feel nice too, and somebody yeah. pays you some you know, attention. Sort of figure out what you're good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah instead of being the, the new new at the... Yeah. Uh, the bottom and, of the class. <laughs> right. Did you, did you act all through school? Like, were you in yeah. high school? Like yeah. You did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was at boarding school, which was a bit uh -huh. challenging, a British boarding school. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but apparently I, I used to whinge and cry, you know, every term. And then apparently I said to my mother, or she said to me, eventually I was about 15. And she said, all right, I've had enough. That's it. I can't stand it any longer. I'm bringing you home. You're going to go to the local grammar school, which was not a great place. But anyway, <laughs> I've done it. You can come home. That's it. And I said... Next term. Said, <laughs> yes, next term. You can come home next term. And I said, well, I can't because I'm playing puck in a Midsummer Night's Aww. Dream. You see. And she said, yeah, well, it's not that bad then. <laughs> 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 well, it was that bad. But I mean, yes, I did drama. And that was the only thing that kept me going, really. Yeah. You hear a lot of actors say that. Yeah. That that's, it's, it's the thing yeah. that gets them up in the morning. It is. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is. And a lot yeah. of people say that they're shy, too. Well, yeah, I don't I think, think it's, I don't think it's at all uncommon, I think. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yet people who aren't in our business can't understand how it is we can stand up in front of people if we're claiming to be shy. Mm -hmm. They don't get that at no. all, but we know what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So true. Um, so kind of talking about a little bit about, because I brought up nerves a little bit, and about yeah. auditioning. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I've done some shockers. <laughs> I swear to God, I have. Really? Yes. No one's coming to my mind immediately. Right, get this. I'm, I'm auditioning for Grease, right? Not really, oh, right? right? For in the first place. Grease the musical. Yeah. I sing Sending the Clowns. <laughs> Why? And, and there's a lot of very kind of bored, I think American, to be fair, guys sitting like this. And I think I did something like, isn't it rich? Are we a pair? One who keeps turning around, one who can't move. And then this is completely wrong. And then I stopped and I went, oh, sure of my lines. <laughs> that was me. I mean, that's oh one. But I've done some shockers, particularly musical. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. shockers. Is, is there something that you, for ner do you get nervous for auditions when you go into auditions? Yeah. 
Yes, I yeah. do. I try not to, but yeah, sometimes. Is there yeah. something that you do to utilize those nerves? That's not a very good question. But how do you, how well, do you, how do you the deal nerves? with the nerves? Yeah. I think, you know what, once you're in that, I think the, 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 an important thing to remember as an actor, and we all forget it, mm. is if you're listening to who you're doing the scene with, if you're really listening, that takes all that shit away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, we had Rob Zombie on the podcast. Because, you know, your concentration <laughs> is on that other person, and yeah. that's where it should be. Yeah. And if you blank, if you really engage and do, do your job, then all that stuff can disappear. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that, too. I think, yeah. and you know, and you can forget to do it because you don't feel normal. You don't feel at ease, necessarily. But if you can focus on, you know, what the job in hand is. Yeah. It's probably going to feel easier. Yeah, and it's also going to... And the same on stage, actually. That can get rid of nerves. If you just get stuck into the moment and stick with it, then yeah. that's okay. All that goes where it belongs, which yeah. is over there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It grounds you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. But I haven't got an even clever answer to that. That's it. I think that's a very clever <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, so you did stuff in you did plays and stuff in in school. Yeah. And then did you come out right away and say I'm gonna start auditioning for professional stuff? Like well, what happened was I was I got out of boarding school in the end. Mm -hmm. I did get out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I lived near Manchester in the north of England, and I was taken to a, a college where I did the final. I don't know what you'd say it is here, but your final two years of studying before you go to college. Mm -hmm. um, and so I used to go to the big library in the centre of Manchester, supposedly to, re to revise. But, blooming heck, there was a theatre in the basement, a proper mm -hmm. professional theatre, which I would go down and just hang around, because I was, I, again, it was like I'd found heaven. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd never been to a professional theatre, so I would just sort of lurk around and listen through the door and see the pictures of the actors, and I just, I was bewitched by it. And then, so I wrote the, a letter to the, direct, to the director and I said, um, I'd like to be an actress and could I possibly come and um, watch rehearsals? And he, said, and he wrote back and he said, well, yes, as long as you don't make any noise. Well, I mean, as if. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. Um, they let me sit in the back. And I, I, so that was my studying way out the window. That was gone, finished, <laughs> gone. So eventually they would say to me, they saw me as cheap labour then, and they said, we're doing like a musical, so would you like to come and just do some singing and dancing yeah. and, you know, mm -hmm. be an extra, basically? Yeah. And we'll give you a pound a week. Wow. Well, it cost me five pounds to live in Manchester. But wow. yeah, so that's what happened. So I did two years of that and was in heaven, absolute heaven. And then they eventually said, we're going to audition you to see if you're ready to join the company. And I really, really wasn't. I mean, I was... 16 but about 13 in my head because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I've been in boarding school <laughs> I mm -hmm. hate to go on about it but it's just not great for your development mm -hmm. so um so they said go to London and get you know find a drama school so that's what I did wow and they were right I wasn't I wasn't I couldn't yeah I didn't know anything at all nothing. yeah at 16 that's yes. when you went to London to go to 17 drama I was just 17. 17 just 17 yeah wow yeah that's young yeah I know and actually it was full of rather no, it wasn't. There were a, a number of very smart, intelligent, 
American students mm -hmm. who had all had proper jobs, you know. They must have thought they'd have landed in kindergarten or something, <laughs> you know, like some meeting. They were all mature. No, no, I mean, they were in their early 20s. In a, in the but they were school. mature, and they, they made a big effort to come over to London to study. Uh -huh. So they were very serious. Mm -hmm. and they must have thought we were just ugh, so flaky. I mean... We were too busy going to the pub and having lager. You know? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to begin with, yes. Because it was like, ooh, I'm away from home, you know, and I've escaped. And yeah. Very immature. But yeah. Eventually we all caught up and we got on with it. But and how many years were you there? Three years. Three years yeah. of training. Did you audition while you were in school or were you just training at that point? You mean for a professional job? Yes. No, I didn't, no. actually. Um, some of the glamorous ones did. I was very much not the glamorous <laughs> one. <laughs> You know, the youngsters, some of the sort of hot youngsters, the pretty ones, yeah. occasionally. But they tended not to want you to do that, and I think it's probably still true, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's here the same. Yes, yeah. definitely. Kind of really rather you hang on and finish your training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when you talked about that it only took you a couple months before you booked, well, was that Well, I left right in that? July, and mm -hmm. I got a job um, in a sort of children's theatre company in September. Uh-huh. Um, which, again, wasn't the most glamorous. You know, some people were going off to do TV jobs, but uh, this was... You sort of... You were supposed to be what they called an actor-teacher. Well, I was no way a teacher, but I sort of snuck in the back door because uh -huh. I, I don't know. Uh -huh. I, the, I was useful to them in some way. So yeah. I did all kinds of mad things. I mean, community theatre and, you know, doing shows in pubs and schools. and It was good training, actually. For it sure. It's really weird. Yeah. Venues. Yeah. <laughs> really, a, a mental hospital, I remember, very clearly. Really? Yes. You did a performance in a mental hospital? Yes. That's challenging. Wow. <laughs> wow. I can promise you that. Yeah. Oh, I remember wow. my mother came to see that, and she sat like this going... <laughs> and what did she do? When that was all happening, and I ask this for, you know, myself and people potentially listening, but were you judging the fact that you were doing that or were you just thinking this is great I'm you so you know what I was grateful yeah I was always grateful yeah I probably to my detriment I was I don't think consistently so. mm -hmm. grateful yeah. to have a job yeah um, it's very different nowadays I yeah think. well I I mean I, I asked that for a reason and I love your your answer plays into what I hoped you would say because I think you know, I think it's so easy as actors to do that, to, you know, you're doing a student film or you're doing some, you know, what feels like crappy theater and you're like, oh, I'm such a loser. Why am I yeah, just yeah, in yeah, this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, everybody has to, yeah. A, start somewhere and sometimes keep coming back to that yeah. to, to kind of like work out and yeah. keep, your, keep your instrument alive. But I, yeah. I, love, I love that, you know? Well, when I think about it, it was good training. I mean... It, you had to learn to command an audience, for one thing. Sure. You know, you'd have to develop skills that you didn't know you would need because yeah. you didn't get that at drama school. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, of course. So, no, I don't regret anything, any of it, Yeah. Um, when I think back. But, of course, there are always other people who've just got the big lead in the TV series and you go, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, no, I, was very, I wanted to do this job so badly that I was just... Yeah. Very, very happy to 
be given a job. Yeah. Well, we talk about that a lot, though, is, you know, saying yes to the opportunities that come to you as you're starting out, just to say yes and be open and see where it takes you. Well, you know, you you hear people who's maybe encouraged by their agents to not do things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they're sitting at home going crazy. Right. And I'm not sure how how great that is for your mental health or anything, really. Yeah. Because you're an actor if you're acting yeah. in a non-paying basement, mm-hmm. or you're an actor if you're, you know, yeah. in a big fat movie. I mean, well, exactly. you're an actor. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And you might have more to do in the in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Quite a lot yeah. more to do. Yeah. Yeah. I also love that because I I love that adage. You know, showing up is ninety percent. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel like. It's just, you like, I love that you showed up for that when you were sitting in the, you know, when you were 15, sitting in the back of the theater, and then you showed up mm-hmm. for the, you know, jobs where you were going to the mental hospitals. <laughs> like, I just think that's great. You know, it all, everything, you don't know how it's going to go or where no, it's going to lead, but... you really don't. Yeah. And, you, and at the end of the day, you, you know whether you love it enough to keep at it, really. Right. I was thinking about that today, because, I, I, you know, I... I respect people who actually come to a point where they say, this isn't good enough anymore. It's driving me crazy and I, yeah. and I don't want this or I want something better in their life. And if you have that opportunity and it's the right thing to do, then that's, I have huge respect for that. Yeah. It's just not everybody can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to ask you about, um, you know, agents is obviously a big sort of thing that all of us think about as actors and we hear a lot of people in your position and maybe this isn't true but saying that I mean you've worked so much you've had so many you know such a such a uh, big body of work do you feel like most of your jobs have come from agents or have is, has it largely yeah we hear that a lot <laughs> yeah I, tell us about that I'd love to know not to not to you know not no, to no, no. slam agents. Well, but I don't think it's that unusual. Are there any yeah. agents here tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think it's that unusual that you um, get your own stuff. Yeah, this is I what mean, we hear. Uh, yeah. Eventually, I think it becomes about. It depends on your age, obviously, and how mm. long you've been around. I mean, it becomes. It's word of mouth mm-hmm. that that can start getting you jobs. And when I think about it, last year I did four nice jobs and there was there was no agent involved except mm. when it came to the deal of course, sure, of course. men thank yeah. god for them yeah but <laughs> they didn't have anything to do with any of those jobs yeah yeah and they were all and as i say this as a very unusual year it was a wonderful year yeah the year before Good. by the way was terrible Absolutely what, what was? terrible. The year before. Terrible. Oh, the year before. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not trying to say, wow, I've got it so easy. Yeah. I'm saying is the year before was crap. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and then but last year suddenly Three, well, the Downton Abbey movie was one of them, so I was always going to be in that. Yay! <laughs> um, but the other three came out of nowhere. I mean, mm. nothing to do with an agent. They just came out of the air. Yeah. And that restored my faith, actually, because the year before I was thinking, as you do, oh, you know that stuff where they say if you get to a certain age, there's no yeah. work for you? Yeah. You can buy into that, obviously. And, um, and I was. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Thanks. and then I thought, well, actually, it's not true. Yeah. Don't, don't take any notice of those rules that people inflict on us. Just ignore them. Love that. But, you, but it's an exercise in trust. Mm-hmm. That reminded me, you know, you just, if things go quiet, mm-hmm. they will go quiet. It's part of the deal that we signed up for. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yes, there's some sort of element of trust about this. You mm-hmm. have to go, well, I'm going to just stick it out. Mm-hmm. Was that true earlier in your career too? That just well, you see, I was lucky because... Yeah. I, I mean, I left drama school in 1974. It sounds like I'm under 90. No, it doesn't. But, um, <laughs> but it's true. And in those years, there was a healthy repertory system in England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were, there were good little theatres all over the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't mean you always got jobs in them, but if you, if you got into a... If you were, if you, if you were lucky enough to, to be liked by them, you could make a living going from one to another. So that's what I did. I didn't do much television to begin with at all. And you talk about nerves. I used to be so anxious about going in for television interviews because it was foreign to me and I wasn't trained in it either. Mm-hmm. Mine was a, it was a guild hall and it was all Stanislavski and theatre. Mm-hmm. I hadn't got the clue one end of a camera to another. I mean, no idea. So if I went in for a television audition, I mean, I would be bright red. <laughs> beaming red. I mean, the most frightened, nervous-looking thing ever. Um, so that took quite a long time before that, that happened. So I was happily just going around the theatres. And again, great training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that, doesn't, that isn't in existence to the same extent now, which mm-hmm. is a shame because, because you learnt a lot because you did all sorts of different stuff. And was know. that booked by agents or were you doing that? Not really. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just took you 10%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, li- I like asking that question to successful actors because I feel mm-hmm. like, as as actors, we have we feel we feel like I gotta get that agent, I gotta have that perfect agent, yeah. you know. And if your agent doesn't seem good or isn't, you know, but I but we hear a lot about people creating kind of hustling their own work or yeah, you know connections. I, I think and, I think yeah. that's more common than anything. Yeah. I mean, I love it when I hear when I've got friends who've got a really good agent who's managed to maneuver them into a position that they wouldn't have been able to get into yeah, otherwise yeah. and that does happen and I'm certainly not denigrating all agents no not, of course not because they're good ones it's more to give it's some... a skill it's a proper yeah, proper yeah, skill and sure. maybe uh, when they've got youngsters to deal with maybe they can apply their craft more than when you're older I don't know but um but I do know I have a wonderful agent in London mm. who's way beyond that he does he goes way beyond anybody should be asked to he's mm. wonderful um and and he comes into his own when he's dealing with the details mm-hmm. and he does that and beyond mm-hmm. you know but it took me four or five goes to get him mm-hmm. you know he only came in the last 10 years mm-hmm. yeah I think that's nice to hear too because yeah. I remember when I first moved here I thought you met the agent and you were just with them <laughs> yeah forever yeah 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 <laughs> and it and it doesn't at all well, I'm on like my second that. agent here and my second oh, wow. voiceover agent. And yeah. that's the case in point. The first voiceover yeah. agent, they were a very good agency. I did nothing. And this one, I'm, I'm recurring on about seven different cartoons. Wow. Now, that didn't even happen in England. But suddenly, <laughs> you sort of go, oh, I'm in the yeah. right place. Yeah. Suddenly, I landed in the right place. Yeah. And that happened organically, actually. It just did. Yeah. I met her in a, in a, in a hairdressing salon in Studio City. It was bizarre. <laughs> oh, wow. It was really bad. I'll tell you, it was bizarre. I'm sitting in, in having my hair washed with my very lovely camp hairdresser <laughs> who's always looking out to help me and there's this lady in the next bowl who's a, who's a voiceover agent and he says, hey, Pat, I've got less... Oh, no, he didn't say my name. No, he said, I have an actress in my bowl. <laughs> <laughs> she went, yeah. He said, um, 
do, do you have a voiceover agent, Leslie? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> this woman wasn't remotely interested. And said, I said, oh, well, I'm with blah, blah, blah. And she went, oh, yeah, I know her. <laughs> and I said, um, I said, oh, so, so what's your, what's the name of you? Anyway, she just deigned to bring her head out of the boat to look at me. And uh, she looked at me and she went, fucking hell. I have been a voiceover agent for 25 years and I, I don't get starstruck and I'm sitting next to Mrs. fucking Pat Moore. <laughs> It's unreal. And she's like this. Her hair's all full of soap. I mean, it was insane. Oh and the whole salon went, what the hell is going on? She, was, she gave me her card, and she's now my agent. Thanks very wow. much. So wow. when I say unpredictable, that's a case yes, in point. What the hell was she doing there? I love that. And she's managed, and they have managed to find a niche for me that I've never had before. That's fantastic. Oh, that's, okay, oh, we're, we're yeah. getting time signals. Uh, we have to talk yeah. a little bit about that. I was just going to say, I know. <laughs> this is Pat Moore. I know. Can you, will you tell us just like maybe no. how that job came to be? <laughs> I know. What? Yeah. How, how did you tell us like how, how, how you came happened? on that show? Yeah, how it happened? Okay, yeah. well this, this, is, um, this is designed to be encouraging too. Good. Because, uh, because of course it's a life-changing job mm -hmm. for me. Um, and I was in my 50s at a time when you're told there will be no work. Um, after having just got married for the first time, after being told you won't get married after oh. a certain age. <laughs> so, bleh to all of that. Yes. Um, and it was, a, it was just a combination. It's luck. It's, it's a lucky wow. combination of events, which often doesn't happen. And then guess what? Sometimes it does. And you go, flipping out, that's just unreal the way that happened. So, yeah. so I'd be, I knew a producer called Liz Truebridge. She was a sort of friend, not close, but we were, you know, friendly yeah. enough. And she had tried to get me in front of Julian Fellows the year before for a film. And he saw my stuff, he saw a film I did, and he was sort of then aware of me more. And then he decided he wanted somebody older because it was to play opposite Maggie Smith in this film mm -hmm. so they got an older actress but that's the first thing I was in his head mm. I was currently in his head then about October of the year before we started I bumped into Liz in walking her dog and I'm walking my dogs and I and we have a conversation where she says oh I've got a job and it was all about how fantastic you've got a job Liz because she'd had a rough old time actually and mm. suddenly she got this period drama Julian Fellows you know, pay the mortgage, thank God, how lovely. And I, it was all about her. Mm. And I said, well, I'm so pleased. You know, that's just great. And then at the end of it, she said, have we heard this before? You know, there might be a part for you in it. And I went... Because, <laughs> 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 you know, to be fair, that you hear it and then it goes yeah. away because they decide they want, you know, yeah. somebody six foot tall. So I didn't hold my breath, but then she did call me in. And... I put, I mean, I went to, I didn't, I don't usually dress up, but I actually did put a bit of a sort of funny little collary thing and put my hair up. I did do that. And, um, and I went on camera, did a few scenes. Um, and then I know that what happened is that Julian and Liz went into a big meeting with the, with the studio and they'd already got Maggie Smith and they got Hugh Bonneville. They'd, and it was the ITV, which is one, a station in, in, London, in mm -hmm. England, 
So they'd got some of their own actors from some of their popular programmes. So they kind of were ticking their boxes, going, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got what we need here. And there was this lovely little part sitting there that hadn't been grabbed and nobody had been up for it. And so Julian stood up and said, we've got an idea for Mrs Patmore. You know what, should we just put her on tape and if you don't like her, we'll move on. And they went, yeah, 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 whatever. So, so that's what happened and then they didn't see anybody else. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh. <laughs> now, when the hell did that have ever happen? I've never heard that. That's well, amazing. me neither. That's incredible. Me neither. That's insane, and wonderful. right? Wonderful. And, and trust me, I know, you, we all know, that part could have gone to any number of people and they'd have been brilliant. So, no. that's bloody. No, no, it's true. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Know. I'm not being falsely modest. It's true. I can name you 20, but mm. it's just my luck. They didn't go anywhere else. I don't know. Oh. You were that you part. Make that? I mean, but, I but mean. it could have been. You know it could have no. been. Anyway, I'll know. go with that. It was mine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's that. Fantastic. That's an amazing story. Well, it's meant to make you feel, you know, things happen. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It's magic. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, sadly, we're, we're running out of time, but we, we always end the podcast not to put you on the spot. Oh, yes. Um, but we ask if you have what we call an LAism, which is a word that we made up, which is um, <laughs> uh, something that is unique to LA, something that you've noticed we only do here in LA. Well, I'm not sure that it is necessarily LA only, but it's definitely California, possibly, mm. or mm. I don't know. It's just Christmas. Christmas is interesting here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that thing where they put sa- snowmen on the, on the lawn outside? Yeah, <laughs> with the sunshine. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I have this very strong memory of when I first came here. And it was Christmas Eve, and I was yeah. in the dry cleaners just yeah. here. Yeah. And as I walked in, the, the sun is burst blazing yeah. through the window. It's baking hot. And on the radio is... Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And you go, what's the deal with the snow? <laughs> That's a great LAism. But because, you know, when you yeah. go to the posh parts, yeah. they're, they're just, their lawn Co- is completely right. covered, right? Like, in reindeer. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love our holidays here. I know, yeah. You do. yeah. I know. It's in the sun with palm trees. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know, and yeah. I like that. That's a perfect I like LAism. That. I love it. <laughs> Christmas in LA. Um, thank you so much for being here today, Leslie. Thank this you. was amazing. Thank you. We really appreciate it so much. And for those of you who are wishing that they could have been here too tonight, um, don't worry because we do these regularly. And check out our website at ispeakla.com for the next live podcast near you. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We know you have big actor dreams and we really want to help you. For more insider tips on the LA film and TV industry, go to ispeakla.com and subscribe today. And of course, look for us at all the regular places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time.